Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. Since taking over the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, Office of Management and Budget Director Mick Mulvaney has given big pay raises to the deputies he's hired. The Associated Press reports Mulvaney has hired at least eight political appointees at CFPB, five of which are paid at least $259,000 a year. That's more than the salaries of members of Congress and cabinet secretaries. Mulvaney himself does not collect a salary as acting CFPB director. The omnibus spending bill was supposed to put the brakes on the EPA's plans to shutter regional offices, but the agency might be moving ahead with some closures anyway. The EPA is apparently still planning to close field offices in Las Vegas, Nevada. The omnibus Congress passed doesn't include any requested funds to close or consolidate regional offices, but EPA employees say the bill doesn't specify what it means by regional offices. New tools are here to let you dig deeper into federal spending data. The Treasury Department's Bureau of Fiscal Service launches a series of new data analysis tools, giving users more access to a treasure trove of contracts, grants, and other spending information like never before. These new tools are part of the Fiscal Service's updates to the USAspending.gov portal. One major change? The site now lets users search spending data down to the program level. Another change? Users can now visualize spending information by agency or broad topic area like energy. The update comes as part of the ongoing implementation of the Data Act. I'm Jason Miller. Get ready for this year's Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey. The Office of Personnel Management says it will begin distributing them the first week of May. It'll be sent to emails in two waves, open for six weeks at a time. The last surveys will close in June. OPM will also invite some federal employees to try a new survey with new questions, some clarifications and new definitions. Several federal employee organizations, including the Senior Executives Association, say recent changes in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act are having a ruinous effect on federal employees who relocate for work. They say the 25,000 federal employees a year who do move face gross-up tax bills, with some as large as one or several paychecks. The organization's right to General Services Administration Administrator Emily Murphy and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. They want GSA to resolve the issue quickly and issue new guidance. The SEA and others say new tax reform provisions are forcing federal employees to decline new assignments or leave federal service. The Veterans Affairs Department says there is no current effort to privatize the agency. VA says the privatization argument is a red herring designed to distract from honest debate about veterans' health care. VA argues that it's added 15,000 new employees since the start of the Trump administration. VA's budget is nearly four times as large as it was 20 years ago. The department says its community care program has existed for over 70 years. Veterans get a reminder to steer clear of two specific scams. The Postal Inspection Service and AARP say they're seeing veterans fall for more fake charities. The Postal Inspection Service says it's also seeing more pension advance companies convincing veterans and federal retirees to pay high interest rates for a lump sum that's ultimately worth less than their pensions. The Postal Inspection Service and Consumer Financial Protection Bureau say veterans should avoid loans with high fees and interest. The Pentagon makes a long-awaited appointment of a new chief information officer. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. DOD has not had a permanent CIO since last February, but defense officials say Dana D.C. will take the position sometime early next month. Until last fall, D.C. was the CIO at J.P. Morgan Chase, a position he'd held since 2013. D.C. is an outspoken advocate for the use of commercial cloud computing and gained attention last year when he moved some of the financial services giant systems to public cloud platforms. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. The Army Corps of Engineers spent $60 million on a power plant in Afghanistan that was never put to use. The Defense Department Inspector General report finds the power plant couldn't be turned on because it may have endangered Afghan citizens. DODIG says poor work left the system unstable. 
A training exercise in the Horn of Africa is put on hold after a pair of aircraft accidents occurred just a few hours apart. Officials call it a reasonable precaution. A Marine Harrier jet crashed just after takeoff from Djibouti earlier this week, and a Marine helicopter was damaged in a rough landing as part of the same exercise a few hours later. The incidents come amid a spate of recent military aviation mishaps, including two other stateside crashes that killed one airman and four Marines earlier this week. The Navy is paying another $57 million to fix the USS Fitzgerald after it was in a collision with a container ship last June. The contract is going to Huntington Ignals, which is already working on a $63 million contract to take out the damaged parts of the ship. More contracted repairs are expected. And a major defense contractor is circumspect in its public expressions about escalating trade tariffs proposed by the Trump administration. Here's Tom Temin with today's management report. Boeing, deeply involved with both DOD and NASA, is also caught in the trade crossfire. It's the United States' largest exporter. In its proposed counter-tariffs, China names aircraft with empty weights of less than 45,000 kilograms. That matches Boeing's 737, which the company sells in China. In a release, Boeing says it's confident the dialogue continues, saying both governments' proposals would harm the global aerospace industry. I'm Tom Temin. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.